won't be blind anymore. But um, uh, turn with me to Hebrews, the second chapter, if you would. Let's all stand as we honor God's Word. We're going to begin in the 11th verse and read through the end of the chapter. <clears throat> this is um, some, some may think, well, it's um, um, some of these verses you think, may think, well, they're easy to get through, but really they're not. Some of them's not. This, this verse, this 18th verse has a lot in it, and uh, we're going to we're going to preach on it tonight. It may preach on again next Wednesday, well, if I'm able to, next Wednesday night. Um, and the 11th verse says, For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. Uh, that, as, I, as I said, preached on this uh, some time back, you know, that, you know, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and me. The same way with you, you know, it's, uh, we're all one in Jesus. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church, will I sing praises unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that hath the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who brought fear, I'm, I'm sorry, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself had suffered being tempted, he is able to succor though them that are tempted. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings of it. Thank you for those who come out tonight on this rainy night. Lord, we're so thankful that the faithfulness of your people. And, Lord, I just pray in all things that you might be honored and glorified. And everything that we say here today, Lord, let it be pleasing in thy sight. And I know, Lord, that uh, we live in a day when... When uh, you, you, you've got to be careful what you say because so many people take so many things out of context. And, Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to help me to, to preach, only preach those things that belong to you and only preach that truth that is yours. And, Lord, I pray that the folks here will come to learn what that truth is. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Last week we talked about for in that he himself has suffered being tempted. And uh, we talked about, and I guess the key thing in all this is that 
that he was tempted from the very beginning, from the very minute, from the very second that he was born, temptation began. It was through his, his father and his mother, his, his earthly father who was uh, Zachariah and his earthly mother who was uh, Mary, but, but we know that, uh, we know that, um, that God was his spiritual father. God is the one that put him in, uh, in the bosom of his mother. Uh, and God is the one that chose them to take care of him. But from the very first day, uh, Herod sought to kill him. I mean, we, we, we have to realize that, that Herod had heard the word that, that, that a king was born. Well, Herod was the only king. And, and he was jealous when he heard that a king was born. So he, he set out to kill that king, that baby that was, uh, was to grow up to be, uh, a king. And, um, but that's the reason that they had to move because of the, uh, because of the, they saw him and, and they, they moved into another country and there Jesus was raised, uh, in that other country. And it was, matter of fact, uh, you know, I know the story has it at the time of year that, that the three, that the, the, Shepherds came to visit Jesus, but uh, what, what they don't realize is Jesus was almost two years old before the shepherds ever found him, and they they did find him, and uh, and he was uh, he was almost two years old. It wasn't wasn't when he was a baby, which is uh, that uh, the story has it, the man has it as far as the story is concerned. But the thing about it is, is he was. He was tempted, he was tried, and, and he, he never one time, as we, as we, as I said last week, yeah, Satan tempted him, but he didn't tempt him to cause him to sin, because he couldn't. No way he could, no way he could tempt him and Jesus could fall into sin because he could not sin. He was, he was above sin. He, he was perfect. He was, he came here to live a, a sinless life, and 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 he lived a sinless life, and he died as a, sin, a death uh, for for a death at which he never committed anything to 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 uh, to, to to be to be uh, killed, but uh, he did it. He did it for us, and so you know this. He suffered the temptation. Satan took him out and tempted him. We read that last week in, in Matthew 4. Satan took him out and tempted him and, and, and promised him a lot of things and he, he couldn't tempt him to sin. He, he would never, he wouldn't do what Satan told him. If he would do it, he would do this and do that. He couldn't do it. And, um, and so we, we, we've got to realize that, uh, that when, when it comes to temptation, nobody, has ever lived upon the face of the earth was ever had, will will ever be tempted the way Jesus was 
And, of course, the last part of this verse, you find that he talks about uh, how he can succor those who are tempted because of his temptation. And that's what he says here. He says, and he, and so he is able to succor them that are tempted. Now, you know, I, I don't know what to, what we think about it, and and I don't know, you know, um, I, I pretty much know when I'm being tempted, uh, and I hope and pray that every one of you know when you're being tempted, uh, but uh, some 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 temptation is so um, so so secret that uh, sometimes temptation will come up on us before we ever realize that's what's happening, that we're being tempted. But there's one thing that Jesus said he's able to succor those that are tempted. He didn't say we wouldn't be tempted. He did say we would be tempted, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. He did say we would be tempted, but but he said that he he was he he was tempted and he went through the temptation and how that he handled the temptation then he he teaches us how to handle the temptation when it comes up on us because some of it, it some of it we just it's it's very hard it's very hard to to get out of it you know it's um people um people will say things to you that uh then you have to say, well, now, I can't answer this because if I do, then I'm going to probably upset the person and probably the person is looking for me to say something different, uh, say something what uh, different than what they expect of me to say. And it happens. It happens all the time. It, ha- it happens all sometimes weekly, if not sometimes daily. It happens when... When people try to get you to say things, you know, uh, I had a call today on the phone and, and somebody asked me, they said, I've got a question for you. And I said, what's that? They said, uh, how many writers were of the Bible? And they were sitting there looking at something. Evidently they were looking at something. And so, um, they, they were looking at something that told them. How many writers of the Bible was, but I don't know why they called me and want to know how many writers of the Bible there was. And I said, well, you have, you have to understand. I said, I can't answer that because I don't know. I said, but I said, you have to understand that the Apostle Paul wrote 14 books of the New Testament. And they said, well, what I'm looking at here says that, uh, each one of those books was written by a different person. I said, well, they're not telling you the truth. Oh, but they're so and so. I said they're not telling you the truth. And they see that's where you get that's where you get into things like that. You think somebody's just asking you a legitimate question when I, well what they're doing is I think in some ways they're just seeing what what you uh, what you believe and what you don't believe. And uh, but anyway, uh, it came down to it that they said, well, yeah, we I understand that now. You know, they, they want to know who, who wrote the Old Testament. And, and I said, well, the, the minor prophets wrote their own books. Uh, uh, and, uh, 
And, and I said that uh, Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch. And some say, well, they they said it says here that they don't know, nobody knows who the writer of those other four books after the Pentateuch and uh, who the writer is. But uh, some say that, I told them, I said, all I can tell you is some say Moses wrote those books also. But we know, we know for sure Moses wrote the first five books, but I said there's one book of the Bible, no one knows who wrote it. And, and that's the book of Job. You know, the book of Job is older than any book, any, any, the book of Job is older than, than Genesis. As far as the scripts are concerned, Job lived, Job lived a long, long before some of those others lived uh, in the Bible. Job's one of the oldest characters of the Bible. And, uh, so nobody knows who wrote that book. And, uh, so you can't, you can't answer some of those questions that people ask. And, uh, and I had somebody tell me here a while back, they said, you're going out on the internet, aren't you? They said, well, you got to be careful what you say about the election. I said, I know that. And that's true. You know, you got to be careful what you say because you know, they, uh, they hate it when Christian people get involved in, in the election. They don't want them involved in it. That's the reason they don't even want them to vote, much less be involved in it. And, uh, and so, uh, I don't know, uh, Kara got in Facebook jail one time. It's probably over that. I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, you'll, uh, uh, you, you'll get in trouble uh, over some of those things. But Jesus said, I'm here to succor, that I'm here to, to let you know that I'm going to support you in your temptations. And, and, uh, and so, uh, that's what he, that's what he teaches. Now, who, he, he, who are the, uh, he says, and so he is able to succor them that are tempted. Who is the them? Us. That's all, that's all he's talking about. He's talking about all of us. You know, you don't realize that, you know, we, we hate to think about temptation and we hate to think about that we may fall into it and a lot of people do. But, but listen folks, he is here to help us in those things. He's talking about all the saints who are tempted many times a day. Sometimes we're tempted many times a day, sometimes many times a week, and many, many, many times in a lifetime, we're tempted. We're tempted there ever, everywhere we go, and in anything that, in anything we lust after, that's temptation. That brings on temptation. You know, you lust after a new car, or a new, new vehicle, you know, that's temptation. Because when you start lusting after something, that's temptation. And that's what James said. We're going to look at it in just a little while. But that's what James said. Satan, Satan has his agenda to draw all saints away from the Lord if it be possible. That's, that's, that's Satan's agenda. Satan's agenda is to draw you away from God. And his agenda is not to, not to put you uh, with God, but his agenda is to draw you away from God. 
Turn with me, if you would, to Hebrews, the sixth chapter. I want to show you what he says over there. I mentioned this a time or two uh, back a, a week or so ago, or maybe last week. Uh, I mentioned this. But in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, it talks about that there's some things that are just impossible for, for, for anybody to do. He says in, in the fourth verse, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away. He's already said it's impossible. But he says if if it was possible for them to fall away, uh to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. Now we don't, we don't realize that. We don't realize that sometimes that, that, um, when people try to draw you away, where the Satan, whoever Satan uses to try to draw you away that, uh, uh, that, um, that person, it's impossible for them to do it if you're saved. Now, sad part about it, we see saved people who are being drawn away every day. <clears throat> They're being drawn away by family members. They're being drawn away by friends. They've been drawn away. and it Just, uh, <clears throat> you know, we uh, uh, we sat in a funeral last week where that evidently what we taught and what we did wasn't good enough, wasn't right. Because they did it all over again and, and told a person they were okay the way they did it. So, so the thing about it is, is, um, you know, uh, it's impossible to, if a person is truly saved and that's, that's the key to it right there. Truly saved. You know, we, we never come to conclusion. Most people don't. Some do, but we never come to conclusion that maybe People we think are saved or not. We, we need to come to that conclusion sometime because what this is saying here is if it was possible, it is impossible. He said if it was possible, then they would crucify Christ afresh. And he says down in the eighth verse or seventh verse, he says, for the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh off upon it, and bringeth forth, where am I? Bringeth forth herbs. That's where I want to be. Meat for him by whom is dressed. But that that which bear thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. That is that person who tries to draw them away. He says, you, he says, you, Jesus Christ is not going to come back again. He's not going to come back again. He's not going to die again. He's not, he's not going to be crucified afresh because for him to do that would mean that he'd have to come back and die again for you. So that does away with people who says you can, you can lose your salvation once you get it. It's just impossible. If a person, yeah, you can lose your salvation if you've got, if you've got temporary salvation per se. But, uh, but if you've got true salvation, you can't lose it. 
No, there's no temptation can take it away from you. <clears throat> no temptation. You might say, well, it's okay to be tempted, but there's no temptation can take it away from you. There's no temptation can turn you away from uh, true salvation. It, ju- it just can't do it, you know, uh, because for, if for us to do it, then we're going to bring open shame upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's not going to happen. That's, that's not something that we just don't do. And we're not going to do God's not going to let us do it. He's not going to let us do it. He's going to, he's not going to let us go that far to where we'll do that. And so that's, that's what he's, that's what we understand here. Now what Jesus said in Matthew 18, if you turn over with me, Jesus said something in Matthew 18 that I want to read to you. In Matthew 18, the first verse, Jesus said, uh, <clears throat> in the same time, at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. See, you know, we can't. What I'm saying is the disciples was expecting him to say, Well, John, you know, John's my closest one, uh, John, John is, John is the man. No. He said, bring that little child over here. And, and he, he used an example of a child as being the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So, you know, sometimes we have to go back to being little children and trust in him and trust in someone. You know, when we were growing up, we trusted our daddy and our mamas. I don't care what kind of daddy or mama you had. When you coming up, you trusted your daddy and mama. It's only sorry daddies and mamas uh, that mistreat their kids and don't uh, are, not, are not to trust that those kids have in them. But kids trust their mom and daddy, and and uh, that's what he's talking about here. We've got to go back. We got to see ourselves like these little children. That we've got to look to somebody. We've got to be able to look to somebody. For help and when we're saved we do that we look to him every day every day we live every minute we live we look to him we, we we've got to have him every minute of the day you have to have him he has he has to watch over you every minute of the day and you know and it's just no it's no proud there's no pride in in saying that i'm a sinner you know i hate it as i said sunday i hate it I hate the fact that that I'm a sinner, and, and I hate I hate the fact that when I sin, uh, I'm gonna tell you you, uh, you you get you get to the point to where you know you realize that that you you've got to just come down off of your high horse and trust Jesus for everything, trust Him for everything. You don't know how many times I've prayed. To God about my eye surgery. I said, Lord, I know I'm letting man probe into my eyes. But Lord, uh, I'm trusting that you're going to guide him in doing what he does. I said, I have no, I have no one else to trust. 
I, some people might say, well, he's, he's one of the best surgeons around here, eye surgeons. And it, they claim he is one of the, <coughs> one of the best around here. But I'm going to tell you folks, uh, I still trust the Lord more than I do him. I, I trust, I trust Jesus more than I do him because I trust that Jesus is going to take him, guide him and lead him and show him exactly what to do, when to do it and how to do it. So that it will be done not according to the way maybe I may want it done or he may want it done, but be according to the way the Lord wants it done and, and how, how he wants it done. You know, you, you got, you got to, you got to have that childish trust. Look what else he says here. He says, um, he says, whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. We're going to talk about that in just a little while. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off. <coughs> cast them into, into, um, uh, I'm sorry, cast them, I'm sorry, cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life, halt or maim, rather than having two hands and two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. What about those babies that are that are aborted. You know where they are today? In heaven. That, that verse right there talks about how little children, and but they liken, he likens you as one that trusts him. He likens you as one that trusts him like one of these little children. You know, how many of us are like that? No, I'm not going to be like a little child. I'm not going to beg for nothing. You know, I'm not going to beg for nothing. I, I can do I can do things myself. I'm not going to beg for nothing. Well, I want to tell you, if you've never begged the Lord for something, then you don't know what it means to trust Him. You know what it means to know that He's the only thing, only person you have that you can trust. You know, the Bible says trust no man. But He's the only person that you can really trust. If you're one of his children, you're just, you're just like a little child. You all, you always, you pray to him, you, 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 you cry to him and, and, and you go to him and you, you plead with him and beg and, and, and you, you ask him for help and help and get you, if your life needs to be straightened out, help get your life straightened out. You ask him to do those things so we can see that God's children We'll be afflicted 
by the offenses which came at the hand at, I'm sorry, at the most uh, undesirable time. You know, sometimes offenses come most at the undesirable time. You know, you're serving the Lord and you had a good day, you're serving the Lord and everything. You know, no sooner than you walk out of this building till something will hit you. Something will hit you. It will. Some trial. Something will hit you. You know, some people says, well, so-and-so just dropped dead. Uh, they were talking about, uh, uh, um, one that just died here recently, Clements, Charles Clements. They were talking about him, you know. His wife found him dead on the couch. And, uh, and, and just found him, found him dead there. She thought he was still, she thought he was asleep. Cause she said many times he just sleeps on the couch. And she thought he was asleep, but he was dead. You know, I'm gonna tell you, things hit you. Things hit you at the most un- undesirable time. Things hit you. Things come when you don't, you don't realize, you know, you, and, and I'm not, God forbid, but, but somebody may drop dead before this service is over with. It may be your pastor. Maybe anybody may drop dead before this service over with. And those things hit you. Those trials hit you. When you lose a loved one, that's a trial. That's a trial of your life to see what you're going to do and how you're going to handle it and how things are going to go just how strong you are with the Lord. And so Jesus says when those times come, because uh, uh, temp- temptation sometimes is can be translated as trials it can be translated as afflictions that word tempt uh, can be translated as affliction or trial that comes up on you uh, in in, in that sense Um, God lets God lets offenses come for through them he shows his grace his power and his faithfulness in protecting his own you know, God shows us who He is. Praise God, He helps us because He shows us who He is. He shows us who who, who we who He is, who He is to us. You know, and and somebody said, "Well, I hope I hope I never God never like the lady told me one time that God had never chastised her." She said, "She said I haven't sinned in twenty six years," and uh, and uh, and anyway. You know, God help us that we, we, we might say, well, I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to be, uh, chastised. You better pray God will chastise you. I'm telling you because God, before the world ever began, God set down your chastisement. He, he planned your life and purposed your life even before the world ever began. And He's got ways of, of keeping you in line. He's got ways of keeping us straight. And keeping us going in the right way. And he does it through afflictions. He does it through trials. He does it through temptation. This is the way God has of showing us who he is and what we, what we, we need to see in him. He will deliver his children, uh, out of that, out of those trials and those temptations. Remember, he said, now, I just read it to you. I'm going to reread it. He said, Woe unto 
the world because of offenses. For it need most must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Now, you know, you, you got to be careful about one another. I think Kara was telling me something before the services about an art, article that she wrote in her devotion. And somebody wrote back to her and said, yes, it, you know, said we need to, we need to realize that, uh, everybody needs to realize that. And, and I don't know who this one was, was talking about, but, uh, I'm afraid she may be talking about us and, and, and maybe what we, some of the things we may have said of her son. I'm serious about that, you know, and I hope not. I hope not because I have no animosity. I have no animosity in my heart. I just don't agree with some of the things they do. I have no animosity in my heart for any anybody, but I I just uh uh, uh I, I just I, I don't I don't I don't I don't um, understand why they do some of the things they do. But anyway, uh he he says for woe is that man by whom the offenses cometh. And that man he's referring to there is Satan. Satan is behind every offense that comes up on us. He uses them. He uses them. He don't produce them. He uses them. God, God produces them, but Satan uses them for his own good and his own glory. He uses them. And he's going to do that as long as we live. He's going to do that to your children as long as they live. He's going to do that to your children. You'll say, well, I've sent my children out there, and I hope that everything's not, they're going to be all right. Well, uh, Satan's going to take a hold of that. Just as soon as they get where somewhere where they're not supposed to be, Satan's going to take a hold of it. And he's going to drag them down. He's going to drag them down. And, and that's, a, that's the sad part about it. There is no way that we can be like unto him if we're not delivered out of the offenses which are bound to come. How can you be like Christ? Well, matter of fact, uh, let me read to you here. In, in Romans 8 and verse 29, he says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, how, how can you ever be conformed to the image of his Son if God does not keep your life straightened out? Do, do you ever, do you ever think that you could be conformed to the image of Christ? Christ's image was perfect. He was a perfect person. Well, God's going to see to that. God's going to see that you honor the salvation that He has given you. That you honor that salvation. That's what, that's what He says back, that's what Paul said back over in the second chapter. In the first part of the second chapter of Hebrews, the chapter we're studying right now, Paul said, how shall they escape? How shall they escape? How shall they escape if they, if they don't honor the salvation God has given them? How, how, how in the world? But God's going to see to that. See, that's the thing about it. That's, that's the blessing thing about it. You might say, well, uh, uh, I've never been chastised. I wouldn't say that. 
I wouldn't say that. I really wouldn't because that's just, that's just indicting yourself. Just like the lady said she'd never been chastised, said she hadn't committed a sin in 26 years. And, uh, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't want to ever get in that condition. Now, God loves the opportunity to succor his brethren. God uses the offenses and his handling of them to strengthen the brethren. God also uses other brethren to pray for them and support them under temptation and, and by rebuking the tempter. It was the great apostle Paul who said this. Now think about this for a moment. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself lest thou also be tempted. There you go. You know, you, you can't, you can't help somebody if you're doing the same thing they're doing. You, you can't, you can't mob up and say we're all going to do this and you turn around and try to help one another. You can't do it. Something come, something come out of you, you can't do it because you were doing the same thing they were doing. That's why, that's why Paul warned here. He says, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted because you may be helping someone else through the leadership of the Lord, but then you've got to realize I may need help myself someday because it's going to come to me too. I'm, I'm no, I'm no better than you are. I, I may have been a pastor for 53 years, but I'm no better than you are, almost 53 years, but I'm no better than you are. I'm no better than you are. As a matter of fact, sometimes I don't see myself as good as some of you. You, I'm no better than you are, and so I have to realize that I may help you, but I may turn around one day and need the same help myself. And, uh, it comes times like these that, 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 that comes around and, and that, that hits us. You know, I'm going to tell you, when I, I, I don't know, everybody I talk to that's had this eye surgery I got, they say there's nothing to it. I said, now you say that. I said, what did you say before you had it? And they said, oh, I was scared to death. But there's nothing to it now because they had it and went through it and they're well now. And they can see better. But let me tell you, folks, there comes a time when you need all the support you can get from God, from your brothers and your sisters in the Lord. And, and I'm, I'm in that shape right now. I really am. I need your support. You know, and I thank God that there have been some here that have told me, said, if you don't have anybody to go with you, I'll go with you. But my little daughter's going to take me. She's going to watch out after me. And she's going to see that, uh, that, that I don't turn into a, some little old scared thing. Yeah, she's going to see that. I, but I'm not right now. I'm not. I don't even think about it. Our brother Jesus was often tempted, and he sure can help we, his brethren, out of our temptations and our afflictions. The next time temptation comes, look to him. 
and not to the outside world to help out of them. Don't look to the world. Look to Jesus, and he'll help you. All right, let's...